Ladies, gentlemen, and podcast fans around the world, welcome to Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Max. Thank you, producer Mr. Yay. E. Welcome, I'm everybody. Liking I'm liking that intro. It's starting to sound like a Johnny Carson thing over and over. Like, oh, David. Right. What do they call yeah. the sidekick? Do they have an official name for the host sidekick on late night shows? Is that a thing? Uh, I think the vice, the vice host. Oh, I like the vice host. Or senator. Or senator <laughs> host. Something like that. I like it. I didn't really study much in, in high school and college. <laughs> I uh, I have a breaking story here that I think is of paramount importance to what we talk about here. Breaking news. So I don't know if you heard about this, but the Navy officially declassified and um, now recognizes those UFO videos that were leaked online. Back in 2017 and 2019-ish. Yeah, which is kind of funny because they already kind of already did this. So now they're just doing it again. But no, 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 they didn't. There's there's three of them. No, they were the videos back then were leaked illegally. And now and so the government didn't uh, recognize them. You know, they didn't say, oh, they're official or any of that. But now uh, they have combed through the footage and, um, you know, officially classified them as yep they're ours because now we can tell you they're ours because they don't contain any sensitive information or government secrets or anything like that they really had to go through and check their numbers now that i think about the old thing because these videos have been out for a while especially the um, that pill video like little pill shaped thing doing crazy stuff is i guess at the time it was saying that the pentagon admitted that they were i guess researching ufos maybe and then that video was leaked too. And I think that's what I'm thinking of versus because this whole time I've seen that same article come up. I'm like, didn't they already say this? But maybe it is different. And that now they're saying, now they're saying, yeah, we don't know what they are versus before they were just admitting, yeah, we were looking into them. They were caught on video by Navy fighter pilots during trainer training exercises. And like you said, there's three videos and mm. they're, you know, as far as you and I watching them, we don't know what it's just a grainy blob on a screen doing some stuff, dancing around numbers and, you know, vector lines and just weird things happening. And all the pilots going, wow, look at that. Like that's the, <laughs> those are the best part of the videos because you don't know what you're looking at half the time. I like when the pilot locks onto him and then he's like, oh, got him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so um, I have some quotes here from uh, Commander David Fravor. Fravor? That's going on the records. Fravor. Fravor. And um, Lieutenant Fravor? (laughs) He was one of the people that was flying that saw it back in 2004. And Mm -hmm. he says, I can tell you, I think it is not from this world. I'm not crazy. I haven't been drinking. It was after 18 years of flying. I've seen pretty much about everything that I can see in that realm. And this was nothing close. It's great. No, I'm so pro aliens. I've, I've said since you've known me that I believe in aliens. I don't. But the whole topic really is have aliens come to Earth. If you want to do mathematically, do aliens exist? Of course they have to, man. Like, that's crazy. Like the whole universe, we're alone. No way. But if they come to Earth, that's really hard to do. So anything that points toward that is mind-blowing to me, too, because that's nuts. I mean, like the propulsion they have to do and all that stuff. Oh, well, yeah. If you watch the video and listen to these guys talk about it, they're talking about how uh, this thing doesn't have wings and it's making really tight turns and it's it's impressing them. And Mm -hmm. that's the weirdest part of this whole thing is the government as big and resourceful as the U.S. government has now officially – said that 
we don't know what this is. My one thought, though, is what if they're a drone of some sort, even though it's not their drones? What if it's a drone? Just because if it was a drone, then it could maybe make uh, maybe it's still, maybe I guess drones can't move. I don't know. Hey, I don't know anything shit about drones, but maybe some advanced drone could do things that obviously someone. If you're thinking of pilots in there, because there are pilots up there flying around, so maybe they're seeing this thing move around. Like, oh my gosh, if there was like a pilot in there, he'd be breaking his neck, all the G's and everything. So it could be an alien so I'm, drone. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. Yeah, it could be a drone and or or hey, I'm not saying they. Sure, there could be someone in there. They could, you know, we watch Star Trek. There could definitely be things in there. But I'm, I'm curious what the size is in relation. Like, was this like an F-18 size thing? Like, I didn't. I read these articles a while ago, but not enough to, to know all these information now. I'd be really curious. Like, when you see that video, are you looking at something that is drone size? You're looking at something that holds like five dudes. Is it like an F-18 size? Right versus a star destroyer in the distance. Yeah, right for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I didn't read that much into the article, but um, I just thought it because I had seen those videos before back when they leaked and, you know, it's fun, whatever. But now it's official and there's quotes and good stuff. I think it's also very interesting to add that they announced it at a very weird timing. Everyone's so concerned with the pandemic and everything. It's like, oh, let's announce it now where it gets no attention and it completely flies under the radar. Because, I mean, you'd think it would get way, way more attention. I will say this, like I'm, I'm not into any of the coronavirus uh, conspiracies or something. That Uh-oh. being said, if I were to believe in a coronavirus conspiracy, it'd be aliens. Aliens are visiting Earth and they're trying to <laughs> keep us inside just so we don't interact with the aliens as much. Because I think there's like an alien vacation going on. <laughs> <laughs> you think they just come That's to the Earth only and one watch I believe. us? That's the only thing I'd believe. Otherwise, it's all crazy. And I think we should stay, stay at home and stuff. First place they should go is Universal Studios. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> See, right? Like, Disneyland's closed? My ass. The aliens are just like, woo! <laughs> go on the teacups right now as we speak. Right. Well, did they come for the uh, the Simpsons ride or the Harry Potter ride? All of it. It's oh. all just no, no lines. Or no probably, lines. probably the mummy. I don't know. That thing's underrated. That Jurassic ride is Park. sick. We do have some of the best attractions in the galaxy. I mean, come on. Where are you going to get... All that stuff. Everything you just said, that's not going to be there. <laughs> oh, so um, we kind of jumped into that topic, or I did, but I wanted to mention your uh, your recording studio, Max. I like oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty much uh, a half hour before we started recording, I, I tried to tape a sheet all over my computer and around my computer chair, and it looks like uh, – I think it looks like the Taj Mahal, personally. Like, I thought I did a really great job. Like I know no one can see what it looks like, so, I mean, there's different colors involved and different grades of tape and <laughs> fishing lines and all the lines look great. And I think Maestro nice sprayer thing. I think Maestro said it best when he said, uh, it looks like you're recording from Afghanistan or, you know, <laughs> well, you're on location amazing. at a market. <laughs> <laughs> this just did. Uh, we're getting bopped. <laughs> So I was actually reading this story the other day that I thought was pretty interesting about uh, breast implants. Um, as we all know, every time one of you guys watch a movie, I ask, are there any boobs in it? And no, so, no, 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 no. That's, that's not what you ask. What do you mean? What do I ask? You ask, are there any serious actresses in it? Oh, well, yes, pretty much. It's a hokey, but uh, yeah, if you're a serious actress, it means you show your boobs. Like, okay, come on. None of this. I don't believe that. I don't believe that now. This is, I don't believe that. Anyway. So <laughs> this is about breast implants and why everyone should get them because they could be a life-saving device. 
Oh. The, for the first time documented, there's been a first time documented case of a silicone breast implant altering the trajectory of a bullet and saving a woman's life. Okay. So I, I read something uh, wow. the other day that said it took five inches of fat to slow down a bullet so it wouldn't impact your organs. Shit, so that's a lot. Is like a wow. silicone breast. I could stop like five bullets now. <laughs> yeah. Is a silicone breast pretty much the same consistency and density? As like human fat, that's what it's trying to mimic, right? Huh? You know, I, never, I didn't fat? really know. I don't know about the. I'm almost thinking maybe the casing would be harder than fat. I don't know. Uh, I would. I, just, now, now we're just theorizing yeah. here, but because uh, you're right, I guess it, you're trying to mimic a soft boob-like thing. I think it's the trajectory as well because it, okay. it came in from it came in from the left side. It hit both of the boobs. It was uh, actually a 40 caliber bullet too. So according to the researchers, the the bullet was on course to pass directly through the chest wall and might have struck the woman's heart. Had it not been for the deflection of the projectile's trajectory due to the presence of the left implant. So it was the left boob. So she kind of got shot from the left and it kind of bounced it off. Actually, no, I think she got shot from the right as what I'm sorry. Like, cause it came in, hits the okay. left boob and bounces off cause it was going right for her heart. Oh man. Okay. So, uh, obviously she had to deal with the, uh, you know, the titty popping and silicone in your body and all that crap. Uh, otherwise she's fine. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I said in here. So, like, titty popping, <laughs> she got titty popped, is what the doctor said. <laughs> is that the technical term? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, this woman has a poor case of titty pops. Uh, but uh, actually, yeah, both titties get popped and they had to be removed. Nothing was uh, told about the replacement of the boobs. So I'm assuming she just got, you know, probably once, twice as large to save her life in the future uh, or something like that. Uh, but they did say that, uh, I guess in the past, uh, breast implants have slowed down bullet velocity, and that has been reported. But this is the first time where one has been said to actually like, change the direction of a bullet. And like I said before, it was a forty caliber bullet. So I don't know if that's super strong or it sounds strong. Huh. I don't want to take it. I don't want to take it. Sounds like Dirty Harry, yeah, right? I don't know. Right? I don't know, much, I don't know that much about guns. <laughs> but she only suffered uh, minor injuries, and uh, but I'm almost starting to think uh, this is why everyone in superhero movies, all those or in comic books, they just got those big old bolted-ons. It's not just to look; it's not sexiness. <laughs> it's, it's for defense. It's all defense. Like everyone's getting so sexual with boobs. Like it's 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 ridiculous. Okay, boobs are defenders, defenders of the heart. Well, they're life and, givers and yeah. sustainers and uh, yeah. defenders now. Exactly. So I'm just saying, like, if someone chooses to get such things, don't shame them. It's they're getting some bulletproof boobs. Well, I'll tell you what. I've always been a fan of the state droopers, so I'm into it. Oh, Good job. Okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I feel bad. I'll say, don't, don't, do not get pressure plants if you think do not get pressure plants if you think they will deflect bullets. Like that was a rare case. That was the first time ever. OK, like I shouldn't say they're, they're such a thing as bulletproof boobs. That being said, it did help one lady once. Yeah, well, it was a yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a lucky coincidence, and that's awesome though because, like I said, I read that article that uh, I didn't read it, you know, I skimmed it. That article about uh, five inches of fat deflecting a bullet, and I thought that was that's an interesting. I like that a lot. So uh, the comparison, maybe she did have they didn't go into boob size. There was no like triple G's or D's or anything or A's. I don't think there's A implants. Like, but so. I don't know. Maybe it was five inches of boob <laughs> or something, but it came from the side. So I don't know. Oh, Mr. E wearing a, um, I don't know. looks like a terrorist from Counter-Strike is, uh, he's got something to say. 
Oh no, I was just uh, giving him the uh, time. Key oh there. my! Oh god! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Funny. It was funny because I got it. I was like, and I looked I'm like, yeah, ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's a little. Uh, this is a buff, by the way. I definitely recommend you guys get these because one, you can buy them and have them shipped instantly because they're not out of supply like mass, and they're so much more comfortable. What is it? Way more comfortable. It's a. It's, it's a, a buff. Yeah, no, you said it's that. called a buff. It's like a fabric. Uh, it's like uh, they have them on Survivor. It's basically yeah. you can use it as like uh, many things. You can use it as a cap. You can use it as a bandana. It's to protect you from like the sun and the elements. And but it's like, like a that. it's like a tube of elastic. Exactly. Yeah. Fabric. And you just slip it on over your head. And okay. yeah, it. it looks good. Yeah, Actually, good. I think uh, Brunhilde has one of those. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I like the terrorist Counter Strike uh, reference, though. That's what I was oh, going oh, for. Oh. <laughs> um, get out of there! It's gonna blow. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> I put that in the last episode, by the way. The uh, target acquired. Oh, okay, oh, I was like, you just get the hell out of here. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> Dude, I love the old Counter Strike memes. Me too. Uh, yeah. Where to find those noise effects or sound effect noise effects? I'm I just Google them. They're all over the place. <laughs> I like the noisy sound things. Here's a fun fact for you listeners. Max's old Counter Strike nickname or gamer tag was Rhino Screwer. <laughs> I was. Can you explain to us the uh, the uh, motivation behind that, the inspiration? I like shocking names sometimes. <laughs> like it's weird. Like now I have, I have I have my own name that's perfect, but uh, in the past I liked shocking names that made people want to question me. And one, Rhino Screwer is one. People like, so you screw rhinos, and I'd be like, yes, I screw rhinos. <laughs> And that's kind of was it. And then everyone, you definitely remember it, right? That was another thing. Yep. Yeah, I did. I'm kind of anti these names. Like when I try to choose a new name of anything, I'm anti these like fucking TMT53 sexy cool dude or something. Or I don't know, half the names I see I don't like versus other ones where I see something cool. Like, oh, that's a nice classy sounding something. Like maybe. Rhino Screwer. Right. Well, Rhino Screwer is – is a good name. I'll, I'll just for the. I don't want to get on a rant, but it's a great name because we're, we're still talking about it right now to this day. And there's no numbers in it, and it's a clear, defined thing. And you're never going to see that if you if you type in Rhino Screwer all one word. I bet you would probably still be me, even though we haven't checked versus like some other Rhino Screwer. So no one's going to du- like duplicate it. So there's a lot to go into certain names. Like I'm not even going to share my my awesome name now because now I'm going to steal. So don't you fucking don't don't say my don't say my game. No, time, no. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Anyway. So in our in our travels here, uh, Max, I think you can attest. We go to a lot of websites for some weird stories and science stories. And I don't I, I'm I'm sure yeah, this happens to you, but I read I go to all those websites just for the stories. <laughs> exactly. Uh yeah, you don't go looking for stories. Stories find you. Oh yeah. So I always come across record breakers, people trying to break Guinness records constantly and most Jeez. of them are just ridiculous and yeah. useless and why is that even a record guinness have some dignity who could stand outside and scream the, the longest like eventually someone could do that yeah exactly i think i found the dumbest one right here i think i hit the bottom of the barrel with this one lay it on me fat cat so a man wanted to break the record for number of times a wet sponge hit his face. That's the, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, what? Wait, that's 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 not that bad. That's actually kind of noble. <laughs> Are you talking about Gene? Lionel Gene? Wait, what you, that's my buddy right there. 
Gene, what you guys? Yeah, uh, okay, no, that, that's odd. That's odd. One. He just broke. In what context? He just broke the world record for wet sponges hitting him in the face in under thirty seconds. Were people throwing them at him, or yes. did he have a wheel that he was spinning? He had. Like, he had one. Wheel? He had one other guy <laughs> dunking the sponges and throwing them at his face. And oh, the guy, guy was like, really physically fit. Is someone there from Guinness like, oh, yeah. doing this? Of course. So, what the fuck is that guy's job like? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, I'll tell you the guy's name, <laughs> but I, you guys are eventually going to guess how many sponges he had thrown at his face for the record in okay. 30 seconds. But his name is David Rush, and he's broken uh, more than 100 Guinness records to promote uh, STEM education, which is science, technology. Uh, electricity education metaphors yeah something like that so he breaks these dumbass records that he invents just now he's got like, a great name yeah David i just Rush. broke the record every time someone's unclipped this pen and put it back on a podcast <laughs> uh, Within 30 seconds. 10 boom beat that someone <laughs> that's pretty much what this amounts to and right I don't blame him. I blame Guinness because I kind of want to get on that train I think we need to think of some break stupid record. record to break like, I think you can whip more wet sponges at, well, I want to whip them at your face. I think you're you're more durable and you got a bigger face. I think it's, it'll be a better uh, target. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely, yeah. you, your face would succumb to wet sponges after 30 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, mine would. It's that toilet paper hard, jaw guy. Yeah, hard, strong face. All right, so. I'm just thinking, how about we do like a, who, I can, I can, who, I can misspell Guinness for, for the longest. <laughs> The Guinness World G K uh, K I get uh, uh, I could do that for probably like two hours at least. And it sounds stupid, but I think there's something to it. Because of course, because Guinness is that's actually why I said that. I was thinking maybe the word Guinness would get them involved. But so if you want to, exactly, uh, I blame Guinness. Those people have no standards anymore. It's crazy. Who's reading that book? Is there like a book? Remember, used to, like we're old as fuck. Remember, it used to be a book. We're like, oh man, this guy jumped the farthest and did this. Now. When's the last time you, you we just hear these weird ones out in the blue? I think it comes out every year, no? But I mean, I would know, imagine who, it would. Who reads it? Do you get do you get it every year? Like, oh, I can't wait for twenty twenty. Like ninety <laughs> percent of them are just recycled can't, information. Can't then fucking wait. Right. Yeah, right. And I guess there's probably a Guinness website, but it's just Guinness is off my radar, bro. All right. Well, how many sponges did he take to his face? Let's start with you, Mister E. Two. <laughs> In 30 seconds? <laughs> well, how far away is he throwing them at him from? It could uh, be any distance. He was like 10 feet. You know, they're keeping in mind social distancing here. And he's got just a bucket of sponges that he's throwing? Yep. Okay, I'll say in 30 seconds, let's say he hit eight. Eight. All right, Max? 200. 200. Okay, so we're playing by prices <laughs> Right rules here. Two. Hundred <laughs> and one. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. He and took anything less. He's a pussy. <laughs> Fucking. That's what it's impressive. Well, I'd be like one hundred ninety-eight. If it's if it's like eight. Fucking. Anyway. He took forty-three wet sponges to the oh, face. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. Right. That's way more than I thought. We can beat that. Right now, I don't even have. I that mean, much. I don't know if I was throwing for thirty seconds as hard as I could that I could hit the same target forty three times. But like that guy must have been training for it, so whatever. Yeah, uh, I never but, even thought about that because those sponges well, would have some weight to them, and after a while, you're gonna get 
exhausted. Well, there's nothing in, in the Guinness thing saying it has to be a, a one man firing. It's just whoever gets hit in the face with the most. So you could have five dudes, five shooters, he ten threw. shooters around. Maybe, so, maybe you have 180 degrees, right, of your face, 180 degrees, because you can't, it, it says hits face, so not your head. So uh-huh. yeah. we'll, we'll take the 180 degrees. We'll get as many people, as many shooters that can comfortably hold the bucket or whatever their method was. There probably should be two people per. One one wetting the sponge, handing to the to the thrower, and then the thrower going. <laughs> oh, I think I think you have a couple buckets. They're big, like uh, plastic containers, and you just have wet sponges already in them. Like you put the sponges in there, oh, yeah. wet them down, and just leave them and get ready you to pull like, out you of there. You do it like the basketball arcade. You just grab and shoot, grab and shoot. Yeah, grab you don't. No need to dip. <laughs> Take dipping out of the oh, equation. Oh yeah, on the ground. Put it on a table in front of you. Yeah, so it's like. Interesting okay. story, though. I like that. I think we can do it. I think we can break it because the <laughs> the dude threw fifty four sponges at his head, not a fifty four forty three. Oh, hit him. That's impressive. That's yeah, a so great hit him. That's almost two a second. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. he broke a record that didn't exist. I just want to make sure that's the case. Goddamn right. I know. Okay. <sighs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Just want to confirm that. All right, cool. <laughs> if it's, I'm always into story. Yeah, okay, I'm still gonna probably beat the record with the with the with the sharpie thing. One of our old podcasts, we talked about auto brewery syndrome. Do you remember what that was, Sean? Because I want to do a little update on it. Yeah, a couple episodes ago, it was about um, a man that was pulled over for drunk driving, and then. Um, turns out he wasn't drunk because his gut had been developing alcohol inside him and he was slowly getting drunk every time he ate bread this is true and so now there's a lady in pittsburgh who's peeing alcohol Ooh, okay is it the same thing and what's her number (laughs) (laughs) dream girl yeah Uh, um so uh, no names, no numbers. We don't know anything about her. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure for good reason. And she's 61, by the way. She's 61. So even hotter, even hotter. Okay. Uh, so it's not quite auto brewery syndrome. It was they're trying to call it something else, like pretty much urinary brewery syndrome. But it, then they say it's basically auto brewery syndrome. But instead of happening in the stomach, it's happening in this lady's bladder. So everyone is throwing off. They found out because she's trying to get like a liver transplant, has diabetes. And they're trying oh, to do man. something along that lines, and their pee kept coming out boozy, and they're like, "Oh, you gotta stop drinking." And she's like, "I'm not drinking," and it was this whole, <laughs> it was this whole thing. And uh, it was kind of funny because um, we had just read about that for the first time, pretty much this, this new syndrome, and now it's now it's, it's coming out other other areas now. But um, I was thinking I was gonna use these people. That I think powers are starting to crock up all over the world. We're seeing it already. There's Booze Belly there who's getting drunk on his own supply. Now we got, you know, Pea Girl here with her Booze Pea. I'm going to start collecting these people who have these abilities and form a school and start <laughs> having problems. So if anyone else within this podcast has other strange abilities, these, yes, they're the weakest on the team. I'll give you that. But they can still use their powers for some degree. I have another power later on. I'll tell you about it. <laughs> I was like, well, so far you got a lot of pea power or a lot of. Well, that's all that's cropping up, man. Like, I mean, it's, that's not, I don't dictate what's doing it. I, I mean, if someone's levitating shit, I would love that. But so far, all it's right. all people making booze. If you had a school for that in five seconds, name of the school. Go. Uh, I don't want to call it pea school. It's troopers. Piss powers or what you call it? Piss power school. 
Uh, that's kind of it. It was just like a little update. It was okay. A story, but I, uh, I won't tell you about that. But I can, I can jump into another one. Well, too. my here's, head. Here's the, here's the other guy at the school. My head went somewhere weird with that one. Because um, really, yeah. Because <laughs> you brought up you brought up the idea that this guy gets drunk whenever he eats bread or eats something with carbs in it. Carbohydrates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, and this other girl produces alcohol. So how oh. drunk would the guy get if he drank the pee? Oh, you know what's funny? My hair went somewhere. I thought you say I thought you were gonna say she was like masturbating with bread. Whoa! Because she's like, how'd she get the carbohydrates in? No, oh my saying, god! You're saying, but you, you're saying you're saying the weird thing. You're saying drink the piss. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would he drink your piss? At that point, he's would he just say drink alcohol? How drunk would he give you drink alcohol? And he oh already had a this- <laughs> Yours is the weirder one. <laughs> I'm not sure, bro. <laughs> I, you're leading us down the path like well if you eat carbohydrates in the stomach how it get in the bladder and I'm like I don't know maybe she threw it up her snatch or something is, that's what I thought you were going to say I don't know see what the shopkeeper next to you thinks because you're in oh, Afghanistan yeah. Oh, yeah, I get it but no one else gets it I know <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, by the way, we're all on camera to each other. But I wanted out that two seconds of silence. We'll make it sound like it was quick. <laughs> no, okay, and add a farmer's market there sound effect. Like, do you have a story, or I can jump into maybe the other guy who would be at the school. It's, it's equally as lowbrow. But... Yeah, yeah. Hit me with the other guy that's joining your okay. class. So actually, it'd be you. I found so I found a, a story about. Aren't you, aren't you Irish? I thought you were Irish. I I always speak yeah, I guess so. The story you're Irish, okay? Yeah. So uh, I found a story Irish. about Sean. It's a 33 year old Irish man, and it's the first time doctors have heard of anyone ever doing this. So mm-hmm. once a month, this 33 year old—I don't they keep repeating it. 33 year old Irish man <laughs> would fill a syringe of his own semen and squirt it into uh, the veins and muscles of his right arm. Oh my god! Wait, 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 and yes, injecting it right. in the veins of his right arm? The veins and muscles of his right arm. For how long? Hoping it would... Oh, you... oh God. Okay, okay well, um, then tell me what he hopes. I'm sorry. I want to make sure you get why he's doing it, because he's hoping it would make his chronic lower back pain go away. What the... <laughs> it's, it's just really... <laughs> And so uh-huh. he admitted this himself in a Dublin hospital following several days of lower back pain brought on by lifting a heavy object. And so following an examination, signs of a fairly serious subcutaneous infection. And so an x-ray revealed signs of, a, of an abscess deep under the skin. And then the patient disclosed it was most likely caused, most likely, most likely caused by the recent injections of his own semen. Fuck. Okay. So, I mean... Uh, so far, this story is gold, but the dangling the dangling hook is why the fuck this guy qualifies for your superhero school. I'm waiting for that part. Oh, no, no, there's no that's not the, not the actually here. How long do you think he's been doing this? That's the dangling hook. Well, you said recent, but well, he did say that, but still, how long has he been doing this? For? Uh, before he started having trouble that was noticed. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you think about it. Here's why he's dude. I'm, just, I'm calling him Jizz Man. That's all I'm calling him with the power <laughs> of Jizz. Like I don't know. Like dude. Like I don't, somehow he's using these powers. These are the powers we're finding. Okay. <laughs> they're the heroes we wanted, but they're the ones we need. <laughs> okay. So anyway, how long do you 
think this man was injecting semen into his right arm. So I'm going to say, um, before he started having trouble, I'm going to say uh, two weeks. Okay, Mr. Reen. Six months. <laughs> All right. Well, the answer is, the article is, for the previous year and a half, he'd be giving himself a monthly <laughs> shot in his own semen. I almost said a year, damn. <laughs> God damn. That's ridiculous. And in the wake of his most recent bout of back pain, because remember, he, his, his back hurt because he lifted something heavy, he had been upping his dose to several injections. So many questions. Like, why did yeah. he think this was going to repair his back? You know what's funny? The article even said they had no idea. Like, <laughs> if you search into it, like, there's no even nothing. And oh, wait. I didn't want to get too gross, but there was like art, the article even went like hardcore. Like, like technically, if you people might inject a small amount of semen in someone's skin to check for a allergic reaction to semen, but they could like as far as negating pain and stuff. The article is just like, no, we have no clue. So, but it was yeah. documented. Like, yeah, he, he probably read there. it in Goop. I'm guessing. Yeah, right. The what's her face going to Paltrow's thing? Yeah, right next to the V steamer. Uh, actually, the guy the guy discharged himself because he said he felt better. He so they, were, sure they didn't did. really like fix it. Yeah. Oh shit. Ah. So, uh, I like some more questions here. Uh, did he? Did it say how much semen he used? Because I mean, like, it, no. How much? I mean, what did he? Did I, he? I, did I, he store it up? Did he produce it? And then refrigerate I, it, and then like I thaw told you all it out. The actual information <laughs> I know. I told you all the information I know. Oh man, that being said, he must have. He must have. If you have to go into it, he must have jizzed into some fluid. It can't be. He's doing pierce. I don't know. Oh, like, you think there was some sort of binder to it? Like he's mixing his own I, paint. He's an artist. Yeah, like something like that. If like I don't know, he could have fucking killed himself, man. That's fucking oh, crazy. Shit. When you think about it's it, true. it's really weird. Like, if it's all really it takes weird. is an air bubble in your bloodstream to kill you, like semen. Come on. <laughs> For sure, for sure. So, so I don't know what his powers are or anything. Like none of them has powers, but I call them Jizz Man, and he's in the school too, I guess. Until I, until I get better school members. <laughs> yeah, that's it, bro. You need it. I, I know. Please help me out. Do you find someone? All right. Well, speaking of Jizz, I got a story here. Oh God. <laughs> so every, every episode, we swear we're gonna get so better, and then it's always like Jizz poopy. No, do you know what uh, parthenogenesis is? Have you heard of that word? Oh, God, I have. I feel like a smarter Max would know that. I really have feel like I heard that, but the answer is no. I can't tell you. What is it? The definition is reproduction from an ovum without fertilization, especially as a normal process in some invertebrates invertebrates and lower plants. So a, a baby born of purely its mother's genetic material. No sperm. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. No, 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 no. Jurassic Park was females they turning were, into males uh, to fuck. Kids. This is immaculate conception. Oh, oh. Yeah. And so, so it happens to plants and certain little Invertebrates, yeah. Okay. And so um, a Tennessee zoo uh, experienced this with their kimono dragons. Oh, you know, I thought I heard about this. I read about all these random things. And uh, something about the Komodo dragon, when you said that, I was like, oh, I did hear some weird thing like that. But I don't know much about it. Tell me more. So uh, the Chattanooga Zoo in Tennessee has a Komodo dragon named Charlie. And they introduced her to a male Komodo dragon named Kadal. And um, 
hoping they would screw and give them some babies. But instead, she had babies, and then they tested their DNA, and it didn't match the father. You are not the father. <laughs> a cheating hoe. <laughs> That's right. Hey, one of the zookeepers. You think she stepped out? She went to the iguanas yeah, or something? Tested it. Whoever tested it's banging her. Oh, the my lizard. God. Oh, yeah. He saw his own DNA in there. <laughs> He's going to go to my school. Bangs lizard, dude. Okay, sorry. sorry. I thought it was cool. And um, this is one of the first times I'd seen it in captivity. But they known, they've known Komodo dragons could do this. But uh, still, to have it done right in front of your eyes. And even when you introduce a male, after the introduction of a male is when she gives birth. Like, a lot of coincidences there. So, you know, maybe uh, maybe Jesus is a lizard. I don't know. All right. No, I can see that. It's still giving me Jurassic Park vibes. I mean, obviously, Jurassic Park was a slightly different story, but maybe <clears throat> make our own Jurassic Park things. I want to tell you about a piece of moon rock that's going up for auction. So, Ooh. yeah, it is a slice of a moon rock that came down to Earth over a century ago. Uh, it's named Northwest Africa 5000, or NWA 5000. So that's quite a mouthful for a name. Just the NWA 5000 is... That's a lot. <laughs> Why don't they call it, like, Jeff or something, like Tornado? <laughs> Moon rock, 100. <laughs> How do they know it's a moon rock, too? I already been like a moon rock. Like, so uh, it a moon rock? They know it's a moon rock because it tested for moon stuff. I don't know. Just a positive for moon. But uh, with, got moon. what makes this particular one so rare is that uh, it was 25 pounds when it was discovered. And it's one of the largest moon rocks on Earth. Uh, it oh, okay. dwarfs anything in NASA's Apollo collection. Oh, so we already had access to the moon for a while. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, all the Apollo missions landed and took samples back and whatnot, but 25 well, pounds is a lot. Years ago. What's that? Yeah, but that wasn't 100. That wasn't 100 years ago. You said this thing was 100 years old. So uh, in theory, we've had access to the moon particles already. True that. It's actually 1,000 years old. I'm sorry. Did I say a century? It's over 1,000 years thought old. thought you did. My bad. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. It was found in the Western... stuff. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was found in the uh, Western Sahara Desert back in 2007. Holy shit. Is this how He-Man got a sword? Isn't that he got a sword? Wasn't it like an asteroid? I never saw the beginning of that movie, but I love it. I feel like it's something like that. The cartoon, they found like, hey, an asteroid, and they, they you know, sword it up. Yeah, but He-Man takes place in an odd universe. Like, everybody lives in castles, yet they have robotic arms and stuff. I don't get He-Man. Never have. Wait, are you talking shit on the Moondust Sword, bro? You don't think a Moondust Sword could exist? Back to my fucking... I'm going to look into it. I bet you could make a sword out of Moondust. Anyway. So, back to my rock here. Uh, This rock um, contains metal that has been aged at 4.5 billion years old. Now, why is that number significant? Because uh, the Earth, Earth. yeah, the Earth is four point five billion years old. So it's like from from the beginning. Yeah. So they they suspect that something hit the moon and fragmented this chunk off, and uh, that whatever that something was that hit the moon um, 
uh, it fused with the chunk of the moon and landed here on Earth. So that metal is 4.5 billion years old from something else. It can't be from Earth because the moon was already in existence there. Oh, so it's like pre-Earth metal. Yeah. How is this not going to make an awesome moon dust sword? <laughs> uh, Just admit it yourself. That's how um, Sokka got a sword in uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, right? That's what you're saying. Oh, is. isn't that? That is. Yeah. Yeah. From a comet. Yeah. Yeah. That's a badass sword. Yeah, for real. Super sick. <laughs> Spoilers on that one. Anyways, it also gave uh, what's his face the uh, immortality. What's his face? DC. Go. What's his name? I can't think of it right now. Savage. Randall Savage. Ha-ha. Oh, that's right. Gotcha. Anyway, sorry. So how much do you suspect that a small chunk of this... Uh, let me see if I have the size here. Um, okay, yeah, they carved up the chunk. They're calling it the Perigee. Perigee. Something. It is um, about an inch thick and weighs 1.5 pounds. And they're planning mm-hmm. to sell it at an auction. How much do you think... A chunk of that rock is worth. Well, now you hyped it up. Because at first I thought it was just a normal moon rock. Now it has like pre-Earth metal in it, and you can make a, a He-Man sword too. <laughs> That's exactly so, what I said. I'm gonna say five million dollars. Mister E, you want to weigh in on this one? Just a chunk of it, huh? Just a little chunk, 1.5 pounds. About, 1. Uh, 5 pounds. Oh, that's a big rock. About um, a third of an inch thick. I'll say, uh, shit. God. That's priceless, technically. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say fucking, I'll say 10 million. Okay. You're both wrong. It's five. I'll say, can I have, oh, yeah. It's probably way less. 500,000. Oh, <laughs> you hyped it up too much. <laughs> that's you still me. well, yeah, but I mean that's still a pricey chunk there. Five hundred thousand. I agree. I would think with all the collectors out there, it would be so high because they would just outbid each other. If you made ninja stars out of that moon stuff, you think like like cut through anything like lightsabers. <laughs> You're so stuck on this. <laughs> yeah, it's pure You're... metal made from space. Uh, it has to be strong. Right, they tested for iridium, whatever that is. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, what about beryllium? Beryllium spheres. Hey, hey yo. <laughs> so okay, I was reading this really interesting article about um, the future of possibly reading minds, but it's not what you think. It's kind of lamer than that. It's still cool, but um, scientists have a system that currently works on the neural patterns detected while someone is speaking aloud. And so basically, what that means is they're a, they're reading someone's mind when they read a sentence like I picked up the Sharpie and the computer is analyzing that sentence and written that data. And they're doing this with four other people, like four subjects. And they're teaching the computer to recognize the brain patterns of, I think these sentences. And so even if you input this information to the computer, it'll say, Oh, this person just said, I want to, I want the Sharpie. So who's doing this? It's a Dr. Joseph Macon in the University of California, San Francisco, and basically they're thinking this could be like the the beginning of a of a like a fake voice, almost like a Stephen Hawking voice for people. Because if we if, if we oh. keep analyzing this data, because right now it's only they said it's only fifty sentences that the computer knows, 
But if we if we kept putting this into the computer and it, and all those information is analyzed, hopefully, you know, in the correct way, we, we can start maybe creating a vocabulary for this system. And then if someone can't speak for some reason or they're, they're like locked into like their body and for like some syndrome they have, they can hook up to this and then still have like a kind of mind reading thing. But this isn't mind reading. Well, I mean, how do you how do you define mind reading? It essentially is. It's it's just reading uh, electrical patterns, which we can wrap our head around, you know, instead of thoughts and dreams and this kind of ephemeral, intangible thing. We're making it more tangible. For sure. Well, I like what this guy says. So this is not a translation of thought, but it's the brain activity involved in speech. So like even right now I'm talking, so I have to form the word, say something. Uh-huh. So let's do it on something else first versus reading your mind. You're like, oh, my butthole itches or something. And like you're thinking <laughs> internally to yourself or like it's not reading that. It's just, so right now the, the machine only works if you're sitting there talking and it's, it's reading that information. But since it's kind of getting that information, they said it was an AI learning machine too. So it was gathering this info. And it took a couple tries to start understand, like deciphering all the info it was getting. And even then, this isn't a perfect thing. It'll like read some information and, and bring back a wrong question. Like, okay, here's a perfect example. So, among one of the mistakes is they said the they said the sentence those was those musicians harmonize marvelously, and the computer thought it said the spinach was a famous singer. <laughs> So sometimes it doesn't work, but then there was other people who are worked kind of like with like a three percent error, which is not that much, and so it still was a step forward into maybe mind to text. Where oh yeah, it's text too, by the way. So it's like like it's something you could think of. They're like text, texting it out, so they're saying it and it's texting it, but then later on they're thinking it and then it's texting it out. Well, that's very cool. I remember uh, when they first started coming out with board games that read your mind. Uh, you put the you put the uh, electrodes. There's it came with a. Um, like a band games. yeah you came with a, it came with a band that you wrap around your head and it had electrodes in it that would read certain electrical impulses within your head and then translate translate those to the game <clears throat> i remember one was a um a ball that was uh yeah floating in air it was suspended by a fan underneath it and your goal was to maneuver it around or objects around it or something using your brain and it moved along a track is that what that was yeah you had to move it up and down yeah. was that comic-con i don't know i think it was or something because we both experienced this thing i think it was a comic-con but they and it was I don't, yeah it was weird it's like there's games like that now commercially available and that is fascinating and just to know that okay. this thing is probably coming to us uh sooner than later as well that's even better but, how do you control something like that? I still never, I remember playing it that day. It's like, I don't know what you even think. You don't think up and it does it. Yet somehow you have to do something with your mind to make it read the right things. Are there videos? I haven't looked into this, but are there videos of someone like acing those tests? Or like, because I remember thinking at the time, like, I just feel like the ball was floating. I was like, am I even doing anything? Oh, did you get on it? Yeah, that's what I think. That's why I think it was at like Comic Con because we oh. both experienced it at the same time. I think it was like a Jedi, the Jedi Experience Force game, and they were just you. It was like this. Wait, did I? Put, thing I didn't where, do like, this, did I? Why are we talking about the same fucking thing? <laughs> no, like, no, no. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, we must have experienced it together. Like, I, I don't know where. I'm but trying so that's to. That's what I think. What we do is Comic Con. I'm trying you know to figure out. So I, I, I don't remember putting something on my head. And using my mind to control some shit. I don't remember that. Did you do this? Yes. 
Yes. Oh, okay. I think we did it at Comic Con or something because we—that's where I saw it long time ago. Like, and I thought you did too. You where? Where were you <laughs> when I was doing that? I don't know. I don't know. You know, Comic Con. I could have been anywhere. Well, I remember doing it. It was just like, oh, I guess I don't know. I would sit there like furrow my brow, and then I, I couldn't tell if the ball was actually going higher versus versus just doing nothing, and I just <laughs> couldn't tell. You know what I mean? So. Because it's not like it's reading your mind saying, go up, ball. Now, now down. Go quick. Go through the hole. Go through the hoop. So it was, I, I knew it was something to do with maybe if it, if it was reading something, it was probably just reading waves of your brain. And then whatever that wave is, I don't know what, I don't know how you'd produce it. Boy, yeah, we did that together. <laughs> so, so, so anyway, so anyway, uh, that, yeah, that could be like the next level of that type of technology. So, so I have a story here about brain activity as well, kind of. Fits nicely with yours. Uh, so scientists have now linked excessive brain activity to shorter lifespans. Oh, God. Right? I'm fucked. I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah. Probably one of the other reasons that uh, idiocracy happens, you know? Dude, that means I'm burning through my stuff quick. <laughs> See, I was thinking that too, but then I didn't want to give myself enough credit because all I'm really doing is just reading and then deciding mm. like yay or nay. Like nay, yay. Mm. Maybe some stupid, funny comments. Um, so in a study published by, it just says here, the journal Nature. So I'm guessing there's a journal out there titled Nature. <laughs> this just in, Nature. So researchers at Harvard Medical School analyzed a ton of brains from um, dead people, obviously. They're mostly older Trip. people, 60s to uh, over 100. And they wanted to know, uh, you know, they were just testing things within those brains. And they found that um, a protein called REST that tamps down genes uh, involved in sparking brain activity. So what that means is the more REST you have in your brain, this protein that is naturally produced by the brain, um, the more likely you are to live longer and be dumber. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you can you can test for dumbness now. I was saying, <laughs> yeah, essentially. And so, uh, what they theorize is that um, the less you think, the better off you are. Well, couldn't a dumb person think about radishes all day and still think a lot? Well, I you know guess I mean? you're right. Yeah. So I, it, I guess. It boils down to brain activity. You need to give your is brain like a rest. I, maybe it's like complex or something. I don't know. Is that because I think a lot of time, but like what I'm, what I'm actually thinking about, like building a tent in my room to make a, a podcast. Like, is that is that like taxing my brain, or does that mean I'm thinking about this kind? Of, like, I feel like I'm thinking constantly, but is it is it that, or is it like complex things thinking about the well, formula? <clears throat> Um, they tested this theory on uh, rats and worms. And so what they did was they injected... (laughs) (laughs) They injected rats and worms with uh, their version of rest, their protein that slows down brain activity. And they noticed that um, the animals that they injected it in lived longer as opposed to the controls. And then even the... Uh, rats and worms that they inj- that they took rest out of or blocked it somehow. 
uh, they noticed that those things went through like spastic moments of activity and died sooner. Um, did you get any of that? <laughs> no, I totally did. I, I did. No, I totally did. I just think it's kind of funny. Like, how do they, how do they know the, the the worms are dumber or the the rats are dumber? I, I'm seeing. What's up? <laughs> I see, I see everybody else okay, on this chat on, on this podcast right now. No, here's what's happening. Okay, no, here's what's fucking happening is like because there's a camera. Everyone's the two like everyone. The people behind the scenes are trying to motion to me, but I'm trying to fucking look at Sean's face. It's so like I got a secret message that my chair is squeaky, but I was, I was like leaning back and it was like this perfect. I was like trying to move forward and not squeak, but it's <laughs> and so they all, and they're all, so they're all blowing their balls off because it's squeaking. But I've listened to, to the rack or all the rest injection stuff. I'm listening. God damn it. Just the background dudes are waving at me. They are. I was like, what is happening? They're laughing their asses off. I'm like, everyone's waving. Uh, yeah, so that was a bit, that was about all I had on there because uh, they were talking about how rest is used to uh, or is known to help fight against Alzheimer's and they don't, you know, the brain is still a mystery to them and blah, blah, blah. So more on this story later, but uh, point being for now. How do you use ability for the, for the school of, of weird re you know reject superhero mutants oh yeah yeah booze pee booze belly jizz man now you got this uh rest dude who uses this this weird chemical to make people dumber yeah there you go work work on it work on it he'll just uh he'll just inject people with rest just pop right to the back of the neck maybe he's got a dirt gun of some sort I got a story about basically scientists figure out another way to generate electricity. This time is through nanowires. Um, okay. This all comes from a, um, a microbe, though. So it's belo- uh, belonging to the Geobacter genus. Don't make me pronounce that. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> um, but, um, this this the this microbe, it has the ability to produce magnetite, magnetite in the absence of oxygen. So what it kind of means is it's almost generating electricity, they're saying, from the air. Because the air is being collected on these, um, the water vapor from the air is being collected on these things, these nanowires. Okay, so take me through that whole thing again. I will. I know it's it's a lot, and it took me a while to read it a couple times too, and I'm I'm finally starting to get it myself. But uh, basically, this microbe it has the ability to produce magnetite in the absence of oxygen, and then with time, they also found out it could do things like make bacterial nanowires. So basically, this microbe can make a bacterial nanowire. Interesting. So okay. What is a bacterial nanowire? <laughs> basically, it is something that is electrically conductive appendage that's made by bacteria. So this little <laughs> nanowire made by a bacteria can conduct a little bit of electricity. This nanowire thing, and okay. so it's actually kind of unclear why what is why it's for and stuff. And so these scientists they made a device called AirGen. And it's a really, really small thing. It said like seven micrometers thick, which I don't know. It's really small. But um, it basically it, it effectively can create electric, electricity out of thin air, and it generates electricity 24-7. And what it is, it's like two – it's basically a thin film of the protein nanowires measuring seven micrometers, and it's positioned between two electrodes, and it's exposed to air. And so these little nanowires are exposed to air, and they take the water in from the air, 
and it produces a little electric charge. Okay, that was going to be my big question is they process yeah. the water in the air, right? Yeah. Okay. It's, it, probably, it takes in that from the air. And, and so, they even said – oh, yeah. Keep what, yeah. What's, uh, what, what's like the size of this thing right now and what does it generate? Do you have any of those statistics? It says seven micrometers thick. I don't know how, that, how big that is, so, but it's pretty small. Like pretty yeah. much it says AirGen produces a sustained voltage of around 0.5 volts. Okay. I don't know what that what, means. Is, yeah. Me neither. That's something. <laughs> okay. That's something. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's not that much. It did say it's not that much. And like with a current density of about 17 microampers. And they say it's not that much energy, but the team said that connecting multiple devices could generate enough power to charge small devices like smartphones and other personal electronics, all with no waste and using nothing but ambient humidity, even in regions as dry as the Sahara Desert. So I, I'm curious, what, where does the water go? Does it hit the wires I, and evaporate and exchange energy that way? I'm guessing this microbe, this microbe must produce it because because the whole article started with unusual microbe, Geobacter genus. They don't name it. It just comes from a, a bunch of these bacteria do it, and it makes these nanowires. And so it's almost like a biological nanowire that's out there in the world absorbing water vapor and producing a little bit of a charge. And I think they're basically taking these microbes and shoving them together in more and more densities mm. and they're making a little bit of a charge. And of course, like all of our stories, here's someone said this the other, the other day to me and I thought it was kind of true. Like half of our stories are pretty much if they could mass produce this, this would be amazing. But right now, that's the limiting factor where it's hard to produce this and we can only make so much of it. And so the article went into detail about they could maybe some, somehow mess with E. coli. <laughs> and it's, so it might produce, yeah, right. And it might produce these mic, these microfiber, not not microfiber, uh, bacterial nanowires, is what they are. So if we can somehow create a lot of these bacterial nanowires, we, we could maybe produce them like air uh, electricity a little bit from from the air, and then maybe your phone would just always be on, always charged. I mean, that's uh, that's it. Reminds me of, but not quite what I'm talking about, uh, zero energy, harnessing the energy of the universe, the, the frequency of the universe vibrating around you and creating energy from it. It's a far like, out there concept, but like Stargate. Oh, I don't know. I, I was ex first exposed to it in X-Files. I was, that sounds like the, they're called zero point modules in Stargate. And, and they just something generate energy a, from, just sitting massive, there. massive amounts of energy, but they eventually run out. But it's like these little devices that. Well, that sounds like a battery. What I'm talking about is like you're saying, like pulling energy out of thin air. You you don't know shit about Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn right. That's not my expertise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give us a Stargate quiz. Oh, Mr. E, I'll, I'll smoke this pool. We probably still somehow would get the question. Careful what you wish for, host Matt. <laughs> like, what you need for. Like, no. No, what I think what is the opposite of undefeated because whatever that is is what Max is uh, <laughs> constantly, constantly beat down. I get knocked out, but I get up again. That was it on that one, pretty much. As far as the, the yeah, look out, look out for the nanowires coming to a, a quickie mart near you. I look forward to using that technology, you know, never. It's like half the shit we mentioned on here, it never happens. It should happen, yeah. but yeah, it never does. It's just just good theories. Pretty much they always make something small and be like, hey, look, look what we did small here, but it's never – you can never commercialize it, I guess, and that's what really drives innovation, right?
Oh, I wanted to ask you guys about my dumb story. Would you um would you want to live longer and be dumb or die sooner and be smart? How dumb are we talking? <laughs> the dumber the longer. Could I like be smart and then like right where I'm about to die, dumb it up? Oh, I like that. Like you're repenting on your deathbed for a couple more years. Like, yeah. And then maybe you just become so dumb. You don't remember how to do it. I bought my dad like for false gods, seven years. I have been on this earth. and (laughs) I've been very destroyed. And I feel like I will need more time to communicate with my family and henceforth. And so please eject me. They eject like, I love you guys so much. And then they inject me more. I just keep living, and I'm but I'm dumber and dumber. Like, thanks, thanks, Ma. I'm so happy to be alive. I would probably be smart and die early, because the way I look at it is the quality of life as you get older is probably going to suck more and more. And it's like you don't want to be dumb and old, right? Like I would rather be like a G until I was like 45, and then just like bite the dust. I don't know. That's how I would do it. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I. uh I think you burn bright. Yeah. I don't care when you die. I don't want to be dumb, you know? It's like I'll be dumb. I'll be dumb. <laughs> who's who's the dumber one? You guys die at forty five. What if I dumb my way up to like two hundred and then they invent, you know, reverse dumbing technology? <laughs> well what if we're so smart that we outthink a way around Please. living longer huh? and then- <laughs> Prove it already. I'll dumb you live, and then I like me be dumb means me be smart later. Okay. <laughs> oh, really? Who who dumb here? It, it you. It, like is that? That's what I'd say. That reminds me of the Bigfoot memoir. I know it does. Me write book. <laughs> it Bigfoot memoir. For the audience out there, uh, we go to Comic Con quite a bit, and I think that was one of the books we picked up there. Yeah, one of our first years, we picked up a book where it was just it was called a Bigfoot memoir. It was written like he like Bigfoot himself had written a memoir, and it was just. <laughs> Oh, like I remember this. It's it's like, yeah. yeah, it's the dumbest shit ever, but for some reason it's the funniest shit ever, and, and it is really good. Look it up. It's worth a quick read. Uh, I have a story here about hippos. You want to hear about some hippos? No. No? All right. Well, then um, uh, no, how about uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. dinosaurs? You want some dinosaurs instead? I want the hippos. That was a joke. It was a joke. So uh, did you know Pablo Escobar? First of all, do you know who Pablo Escobar is? Actually, it was funny. I I thought that I almost thought that was what you were going to mention. Yeah, I know his hippos are causing all, all sorts of trouble. Yeah, so Pablo Escobar, the um, cocaine, what was he? I'll just say kingpin. Yeah, yeah uh, kingpin. He um, was so rich that he had a zoo, his own private zoo. And when he was killed in 1993, uh, four they didn't know what to do with these four hippos, so they just kind of let them loose, hoping they'd die off. Instead. They've been That's breeding right. since 1993, and there's now 80 of them. 80 of these incestual mutant hippos wandering around Colombia. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> the hills have hippos instead of the hills have eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so now these hippos are being classified as one of the most invasive species on the planet. Okay. A hippo at Hill House. Sorry, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of other, other hippo-related horror movies. Sorry, sorry. Now I can't stop. What, like... I know. No, I couldn't stop either. I was trying to. I was trying to think. The, the Texas, Texas hippo, hippo massacre. massacre. Yeah. Game over. Game over. Um. 
And so uh, I have two articles here. One of them is talking about how uh, these hippos won't start shitting all over everything in Colombia. And as you know, hippos are massive creatures. And so they can't. Um, Videos of them shit. I hate to say I totally have. Like I've sent them to you guys. I know I have. <laughs> yes. Zoo. I remember specifically the, the cartwheeling tail, like the pinwheeling yes. tail. Yeah, that was intense. <laughs> That's one. Uh, like, yeah, wow, 80 of those things doing that all the time. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, they're saying his hippo is uh, his hippos are pooping so much in their lakes and whatnot that it's changing the natural biome and essentially, you know, uh, threatening the natural wildlife in the area, thus being an invasive species. Um, That's scary. Like hippo the thirteenth or something. <laughs> the hippo wing. <laughs> That's a good one. But That's a good one. This other article here. <laughs> Uh, this guy sounds like a hippie, though. He's like the the counter argument to that whole invasive species argument is that their poop is rich in nitrates and all sorts of uh, life giving and feeding materials that uh, are good for fisheries. Mm-hmm. And that's as far as that argument goes. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, okay, so they might have fish more fish in these lakes. That's awesome. Instead of these eighty giant hippos wandering around. It's probably good for the environment. Just like the, nah, they're like it's almost up. like they needed a hippo a hippo cyst in there or something. Well, they tried to. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a second. I was thinking like maybe one of them called the Abbeville hippo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Or get the hippo master in there. And so. Um... God, where did I leave off, fucking people? <laughs> something, something about the army of, <laughs> army of hippos. <laughs> oh, that's right. They tried to... Uh, Blair they, Hippo Prod. <laughs> they tried to um, capture and neuter these hippos back way when, when they noticed it was becoming a problem. Jeez, that sounds fun. <laughs> that was pretty much the reaction. It was so difficult to wrangle a hippo. Like they're one of the most de- deadliest creatures on the planet. I know it's like it's probably easier just to kill them, but it's like no, let's wrangle them and stop. It's like oh man. Yeah, they neutered a few, but that was all they could get back then. So now there's eighty, and they don't know what the fuck to do with them. So I think that'll be a fun story to follow. Isn't the hippo in like the top five like animals that kill the most people per year or something? I would absolutely I believe that. It kills more people in Africa than any other animal. There you go. Thank, Thank you. you, Maestro. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I keep thinking about bat movies like Saw and Hostel, and I'm like, hippo. Like, I can't, I can't right. translate. Well, it's almost like they're haunted by a bunch of polter hippos. So. Uh, <laughs> Children of the hippos. Nice. Oh, my God. I don't see your camera anymore. He's totally on a list somewhere. <laughs> yeah, the puppet hippo. Invasion yeah, of yeah. the hippo snatchers. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's all I got. Uh, I don't. Everything I think of has like one word. Like, the hippo kind. Hippo yeah. versus Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> Ooh, that's the, the hippo in the woods. Well, as always, uh, thanks for joining us on Better Than Most Things. 
Keep in mind that we are enthusiasts, not experts. If you want to know more about the topics we discuss, we encourage you to research them yourselves and let us know if we miss anything. Submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter and Instagram at BTMT underscore podcast. And please rate and subscribe on your podcast app. 